0: Ever had the experience, whether it be in a show jumping arena or a dressage arena or just schooling your horse somewhere, that you turn the corner and you ask for a few strides of lengthened canter. And rather than covering this kind of elegant stretch where you're covering more ground with each stride, you get this, the legs are moving 19 to the dozen, and you're kind of it brings flashbacks of riding that pony. That one, you know, the one, the one that jumps just jumped into your head there that pony when it was like always accompanied by this thunder of hooves and his legs were going flat out but meanwhile you were kind of going nowhere slowly. Well, lengthening the stride and canter should not be like that and guys this week at Daily Strides we are going to be talking about how you can get a little bit more length into each stride of canter without sacrificing any of the balance and the rhythm. Hi there, my name is Lorna and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast by Strides for Success where every week every Monday we create these brand spanking new audio horse riding lessons for you to download and listen to while you are riding your horse or even if it's just to inspire you and give you some ideas on the way to the barn before your schooling session because we all know how boring it can sometimes get in the arena on your own without an instructor there giving you a guide or a plan for what to do so as I said each week we create these there are five, this is the first one, the Monday one, but then we have another four to go with this. And the Monday one is always like an overview, whereas the the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, of course, are actual audio horse riding lessons. Um, I would love if you could pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar and sign up for our webinar. It's going to be coming up soon, all about cantering. And not only that, if you sign up, there's lots of other goodies in there for you as well. But guys, enough about that. Let us get on with today and what we're talking about, this lengthening the stride. Now, I mentioned earlier that You know, your horse might initially be going faster when you ask for him to let in the stride, but, and you might be covering more ground, but, um, what you'll find is that you've a lot less control. There's definitely less forward energy. And what I mean by that is less energy is being created behind and then kind of carrying through to the front. And not only that, there's a lot more tension in the stride, um, which you don't want. Remember, we always trying to kind of aim for this relaxation. Of course, there has to be a certain amount of tension, but um, you don't want it to the point where it's a little bit detrimental to the overall performance of your horse. And this can all be a big problem, no matter where you are. But particularly if there's a jump coming up, you don't want that. So being able to actually effect- effectively lengthen the stride and the canter is really important for both flat work and jumping. And the key is that your horse has to lengthen their whole body through everything um, to cover more ground, but it's without losing the energy, the connection, the balance and the rhythm that is necessary to keep the engagement while he is in the canter, okay? So remember, as your horse gets stronger and more developed, he's going to be able to find it much easier to, I suppose, show a greater difference in the lengthening and the shortening of his strides And what you'll find is being able to do this it means there's less time to transition between both which again in jumping can be quite nifty and handy but also you don't want to have to sacrifice the balance and the rhythm every time you ask for an adjustment or a transition within the stride or within the gate itself so within canter if you were to every time you asked him to lengthen or shorten or whatever the case is every time you made an adjustment if he was going to lose his balance and rhythm and you have to then spend maybe the next five six strides rebalancing everything you're losing precious time all all the time what you want is that your horse has to remain relaxed throughout the lengthening because any tension is going to actually show up as these choppy short strides I don't know if you've ever seen that where your horse actually begins to almost like bunny hop away underneath you his legs as I said they're going flat out but he's actually not really lengthening in anything and you end up losing all the maybe energy and everything that you'd begun creating and you'd been building on up to this point so it's really important we try and not get that. Now a lot of riders confuse lengthening with speed and you'll often see this they'll turn a corner and my word they put their foot down down the long side like but uh, that's not actually lengthening in fact lengthening If anything, the tempo would actually slow down a little bit because your horse is having to cover more ground or stretch further with each leg or with each stride footfall as he goes. So he's beginning to, he has to stretch further each stride, which would cause him to actually, the tempo anyway, not him, but the tempo. To actually slow down a little bit rather than speeding up. Whereas if you ask for a lengthened stride and your horse starts one to three, 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 one to three. No, he's not lengthening. He's shortening at that point and you don't want that. Okay. So it's, it's really important. Sometimes we get a little bit confused. Lengthening is not rushing. Now, what I would suggest you to do if you're still not really fully, if you don't fully understand what, what I mean by lengthening is to actually get off your horse, get onto the ground yourself and begin cantering oh yes we can all do it i know we look like fairies skipping around there but there you have it and start kind of testing how when you are cantering on your own two feet okay so when you're skipping because it is skipping essentially that when you're skipping on your own two feet there in the canter Start looking at how you can shorten the amount of distance that you take each stride or how you can lengthen. But what I also want you to notice is how each time the foot that is pushing you off, so not your leading leg, eh? you'll see that you'll have a lead leg, not the one that's leading the other one. And it has to come under you each time in order to propel you or to push you forward. The reason I'm mentioning this is because this is an important key of lengthening the stride and the canter. Your horse's hindquarters have to stretch and reach under him each time before he can then push off. And then that energy then stretches through his body so as he can begin to lengthen the, the distance that he's making each time with his legs. Okay. so now in order for your horse to actually be able to push forward with this and to propel himself forward, he has to be straight because as you would imagine, if he's a little bit crooked, particularly through the hindquarters, that energy is going to be lost. Okay, It's going to not be directed where you want it to go, which is through his back and connecting through to the front end so as he can then kind of finish the cycle of energy the whole time with each stride. Okay, So you want to make sure that when you're working your horse in and when you're just warming him up and practicing, that you really do have a correct canter and a straight canter. And of course, if you are a lucky duck and you have mirrors in your arena, you can check there, okay? So you can canter obviously towards the mirrors and you can see, oh, okay, this looks pretty okay. The back end and the front end are very much in a line. This looks great. Or you could ask somebody on the ground to to kind of let you know. Listen, is my horse nice and straight? Maybe explain what you're looking for. Or even ask them to take video, take a few photographs that you can begin to see this. Because often as riders, we tend to think everything is very straight. Meanwhile, it's not so much, okay? And that can actually be the reason why your lengthening is not, well, you're not getting the desired length that you want when you ask for it. Because your horse is actually not able to, I suppose, efficiently propel himself using the hindquarters, okay? So you want to make sure your horse is straight, but not only your horse is straight, you want to make sure you are straight. Now, in the canter, this is really, really important because with the canter, your seat plays a massive part, okay? Now, your seat always, of course, plays a big part, but what we're to go- going to talk about now is this lengthening and then shortening. Your seat is probably key, the key to all of this, okay? So if you're a little bit crooked, even through your upper body, that always comes back to your seat. Everything, you know, your body is all connected, as the song goes, and um, it's all connected back. So if you're a little bit crooked one way or the other, that is going to show up in the canter. Your loftland horses that will go disunited, or perhaps they'll pick up counter canter, they'll change to do some flying changes. Whatever the case is, but it's often because the rider is a little bit crooked. Okay, and so I want you obviously to make sure your seat is nice, your legs are nice. Your shoulders, this is a big one because it's off in the shoulders, and even your head. And this sounds strange, but many riders tilt their head when they're riding. And your head's quite heavy, eh? So if you just, as you sit there now, whether you're on your horse or not, tilt your head and notice the effect it has lower down in your body, okay? So tilting the head can also not be a great thing. So You, you want to make sure that you are indeed straight as well. So it's when we ask now, we can move with our horse into the canter. So before you even start with trying to lengthen the stride, I would strongly suggest you coming back a little bit first and actually begin to shorten the stride using your half holds. You don't have to shorten to the point where you're collected, but knowing how to, I suppose, gather up and contain that energy. If you imagine your horse's back almost like an accordion um, that you can stretch it out or you can bring it back in or a spring, okay, that you can bring it out and bring it back in that if if it is a little bit shortened, you then have a little bit more energy to play with when you ask for the lengthening. And sometimes it is just a matter of your horse beginning to understand what you're asking for. The other thing I would suggest is that when you are asking for lengthening, don't like kind of um try and get a good two feet extra on a stride at the get-go, okay? Rather do it over maybe four or five strides and you're doing it very gradually. So all you're looking for initially is a couple of inches and then the next stride you want to improve in that by adding maybe a two or three more inches. And then the next stride you want to improve in that by adding maybe two or three more inches. And just gradually as your horse begins to stretch out, because remember your horse has to stretch, he has to almost discover this new way he can move his body with you on top and kind of ease into it so as he's able to balance himself and able to control himself. But once he begins to discover this, then you can ask for a little bit more lengthening, okay? So I mentioned the seat, and the seat is so important. You know, when you canter, it's almost this circular motion that happens with your seat. There's very much um, this rolling that your seat goes with the horse. And often people describe it as a scoop action. I think that's good because the scoop comes up, and that's what you want. You want to make sure that you are not blocking down. And this is also, again, where people can get a little bit confused. So... They are using their seat thinking they are driving their horse forward, but meanwhile they're actually shutting down that connection of energy. So you don't want to get heavy in the saddle. You want to rather use your seat almost as a guideline that your horse can then begin to tune into so as he understands, okay, she's moving things a lot slower here, but she's moving it further. Okay, this is what she wants me to do. And then he can begin to respond to this as you're riding there, okay? So it's really, really important that you're you're not trying to drive. People tend to hunker down when they drive. They kind of go very heavy and they begin pushing and normally what would happen in that case is your horse will actually hollow his back because, well, you're a little bit uncomfortable up there for him. So he'll hollow his back out away from you and then you've completely lost this connection that you're trying to have between the front end and the back end and holding it all together in the canter. So really, really important that as you are asking for it, you're sitting up, you're able to identify what is moving where and then you're also able to identify the muscles that are being used In order for your pelvis to follow your horse in the canter now i say pelvis because a lot of riders again when they are cantering you always see some great shoulder movements but the thing is your shoulders are of course connected to your arms and i want you to rather think of your shoulders as being this lovely elastic consistent elastic connection to your elbows which are connected to your horse's mouth, okay? And you don't want too much jiggling and twisting and pulling and shoving and shaking or anything else twisting that's going to go on there with your shoulders. You don't want that coming through because it will inevitably come through. It'll pass down through your arms to the bit, okay? So you don't want that. You have to have this consistent contact that your horse can work into because even though you've asked for a lengthened stride, he has to then work into that contact still. It's really, really important part of it. Okay. So you want to focus when you're cantering, just when you're cantering normally, um, on, okay, let, let's just have a little feel here. What's happening with my pelvis? What is moving? How can, can I feel that? Can I kind of identify, get very specific about what is happening, how it's happening, and then teaming that up or kind of matching that with what your horse is doing at any given time. So as you know exactly how to time the transition, and I say the transition, it is within the the actual gate, it's within canter, but remember any sort of a change is a transition. So the transition from maybe the working canter you have up to this more extended canter that you're going to ask for, okay? Or just this lengthened canter, that's all you need. It's just a little bit of a lengthening in the stride, okay? But you need to be able to, to know when to ask for it and how to ask. So we mentioned earlier about this scooping. And I think it's important, You you're first and foremost, with your seat, just allowing your horse, asking him nicely, just saying, okay, buddy, we're going to stretch this out a little bit more now this time. And then making sure, you know, there is this connection between your hands and your core. I think it's a strong connection, your hands and your seat. So making sure that you're allowing this follow through with the hand, not throwing the reins away. By the way, okay, it's just following, allowing with that hand, okay. You're rather just holding them there nicely, it's a contact he can work into, but you are allowing him to stretch and to reach into it, okay. It, it's a balance, it's a fine line, but you can do it, okay. And then using your seat and your legs, and this is really important. You have to continue to use your legs because what you want is that he is bringing his back end in underneath him. He's reaching forward for that stride each time as he's coming, okay. And then you're then allowing. allowing. Allowing that to happen, you're allowing the movement through your hips. But then once you've got that lengthening, where do we go from there? Well, then you need to start applying your half halt again to bring things back, keeping it nice and balanced. Try not become heavy again. I mentioned it before, but try not become heavy in the saddle. Make sure that you are light and that you're allowing your horse. Remember, you want him to keep on moving forward, and just like when you were asking for it, where you want kind of his back end to come under him a little bit, you also want that in the downward transition. So you might find that when you initially start doing this, your horse might not be able to maybe remain balanced for long periods of time. And that's fine. You know, your horse has to develop physically um, in order to really be able to do this. And it's a lot of it is a confidence um, issue with your horse that he knows he's able to move up and down through the gears in the canter without losing his balance and his rhythm. So take things slow, take it easy with him and just gently working on it, kind of, letting them out and bringing it back in every day in your schooling work a little bit into it and you'll soon have a horse who's not only really really responsive but also supple agile and just a really nice horse to ride so all this week over at daily strides we are talking about lengthening the stride in the canter we're going to be going through it uh, day by day tomorrow we're chatting about a little bit of the straightness and the rhythm and just kind of building up using our body and building it up to the actual lengthening on wednesday we're going to actually be lengthening And then on Thursday, we'll be working our horses in and out through um, and kind of supple using the lengthening of the stride to get a nice suppleness through the top line of your horse. If you're interested in joining us for the week's lessons, and not only this week's lessons, all the past lessons, they're all in there. There's over 500 lessons. I think we are closing in on 600 soon. Uh, In there, inside Daily Strides Premium, you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join we would love to have you. Have a really, really super one and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.